Coverage of the 2018 Wales Rally GB continues now with me in a fabulous position on the Meherrings stage. This is Gareth Jones on Speed, episode 352. Come down from my lofty perch, right down to the line where the stage goes past. Just thought we should get the sound of the cars loud, because it's been probably a bit quieter distance so far. I'm standing. Oh, here comes one of the Toyotas. Listen to this. I'll just be quiet. Big, lovely Yanni Mazzi Latvala. I like a Finn. When I'm not supporting the Welsh in the World Rally Championship, I am backing all the Finns and also the Estonian, of course. Tanak. I don't know why I say of course, but definitely rate Tanak. I think he's amazing. One of the reasons I like Tanak is his name. You know, I'm a big Star Trek fan. There's one episode of The Next Generation called Darmok, which is a classic, and it deals with the way that an alien race communicate with each other. Uh, they don't talk like we do. They use sort of analogies and similes. Darmok with his arms wide open, and that means something. Yeah, but what, what does it infer? If you don't know the language, you won't know. Whenever I hear Oit Tanak, I think Tanak is throttle wide open. So he's the most Star Trek of rally drivers at the moment. You've got to find your reasons for liking things. I wish you could see everybody here, by the way. Lots of bubble hats. Lots of reflective clothing. Most people smart enough to be wearing waterproof trousers as well as jackets to keep the wind off. Loads of Welsh flags draped over shoulders, wrapped round waists. Ooh, what's this now? Another one coming through. Is this another one of the Toyotas? Can you hear how my muscles in my face have stopped working? Oh no, it's another one of the Hyundai's. Here we go. There's your Terry Nouvelle. you got to admire Hyundai. They're doing a good job, aren't they? Doing a very good job. Right, can't be long now before... Elvin comes through. I must check how many cars have we had. Is that six or seven cars? Elvin will be running in the last of the WRC group. Look forward to that. So I think it's Elvin. Much discussion here between fellow Welsh rally fans and you're Norwegian, are you? No? Portugal. Portuguese, Portugal. excuse Portuguese, me. Yeah. Got that very wrong. Yeah, we met oh, no. them while yeah. we were watching Rally Portugal. Yeah. And here. you made friends, international friends. Yes, yeah. we do. Excellent. Well, we're all united in motorsport. Wet here and this year on the Portuguese Rally. Yeah, yeah. We, we are together. Yeah. They ask us if you want to come to Wales. Fantastic. And here we are. My well, English is not so good, so well, I it's, apologize. It's probably better than my English, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> my Portuguese is terrible. Yeah, well, yeah, I believe you. <laughs> Obrigado. Yeah, very good. <laughs> 
the international language of motorsport. Right, we were just discussing, we think Elvin is running next. Who's not running? Who did we say was not running? I don't think it was. right. We're not sure. There's a car missing. Is there? Yeah. We've so. lost someone. Uh-oh. Anticipation as we all look high and to the right to see who will break over that ridge. It'd be a slightly longer gap, of course, if there's a car missing. Or will there? You can see the helicopter low in the valley over on the left hand side. Yellow. It's coming back this way now. I don't know, it's still following that last car. Okay, there's a horn. Usually a good sign. Everyone turns to the right. It's such a dramatic sight. I can see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, one, two, three, four. Oh God, thirty wind turbines just turning majestically, adding to the drama of this otherwise beautiful rural scene. I don't think that wind turbines aren't beautiful, I think they're lovely, but there's a big burst of technology for you right in the middle of concern. Yeah, no more? Right, here he comes. Listen to this. I'm going down to catch the shouts, hopefully. Great support from all the other supporters, letting people know what's going on. They're following it on the WRC app. Here comes Alvin. We should get a cheer. He's gone behind the Tumpath. There you go. If you've learnt nothing today, you've learnt the Welsh word for hillock, Tumpath, pylon. Here he comes. subdued crowd not a word barely concentration I think hopes he went through there looking good yeah it was looking good there it was the focal point of the WRC for me although I'm here for it all seeing that boy on that corner on this stage everyone's moving they're all piling up to another position to try and watch you vanish into the forest. Ar bloody derchog. <laughs> In other words, brill bloody yant. The sound of rally cars in the forest 
is absolutely beautiful. So I'm going to leave you with a minute or two of cars going through Meherring, coming down off the high moors and vanishing off into the forest. Enjoy. again you know how I said that being on Elvin's corner was the apotheosis of Wales Rally GB well there's one more thing I need to do while I'm here and uh, today is Sunday morning it's five to nine I stayed last night with my friends Carol and Steve up in Conway then drove over with them in the van and because I've got a media pass, I've been allowed to park in the top car park at the top of the Great Orm, a gogarf, as we call it in Welsh. And that's great because everyone else is parked elsewhere on the Orm, but we've only got a short walk of about 15 minutes, if that, from where we've parked to where we can watch the cars go round the Great Orm at full chat which is something that hasn't happened here for years it used to happen in the days of the Lombard RAC rally there was a stage around the Great Orm because the marine drive around the Great Orm is private land so you can go at racing speed now they've had a sort of a ceremonial drive around the Orm in the last few years but because that law 
has changed that the Welsh Government, Swadraeth Cymru, have passed a law that Westminster pushed through, allowing racing on public roads. They've closed a section of public road that leads from the Great Orm into Sandidno. So the cars will, for the first time ever in Britain, well, maybe not ever, but something like 1903 or something like that, they will be able to... I can hear a helicopter. The cars have started, perhaps. The cars will be able to finish this stage on the front at Sandidno. So we're witnessing history here. Absolute history. I can't believe how easy it was to drive up the Great Horn today. We were expecting loads of traffic, but it's been really easy. We've rolled straight here. I wish you could see what I could see. Standing on a great limestone crag poking out into the Irish Sea from North Wales with de Gamwy to my left and Edward I's Conwy Castle down in the Conwy Estuary on the left hand side I can see the Carnevai range of mountains in the distance on the other side that's Penmine Mawr where's your house Carol? just over there in the Carnevai but the- actually closer to home look you can see the wild goats Hello, wild, wild goats. goats. You can't see them. This is radio, but we can. It's radio. <laughs> well, it's podcast anyway. It's like radio. But yeah, wild goats. Yeah, that's the course car. You can hear Carol, that sound. Yeah, so he's clearing the way, making sure that the stage is clear. Right. I can see the road, the marine drive around the Great Orm from this edge that I'm on right now. It's about gosh 120 foot below us course cars going round and uh, Steve was very impressed at the idea that the cars are going to be doing 100 miles an hour I think on the bends he's worried that they're going to fly off and go into the sea but Steve can then dive in and rescue them and do CPR he is really worried about Steve's a doctor you see which is why (laughs) he's prepared with his CPR Steve's genuinely worried that they're going to go off isn't he smell that smell it's goat's cheese the goats smell like goat's cheese. They can do. You smell it? I can, yeah. I thought that was me. <laughs> Steve, are you still nervous they're going to go over the edge? Of course I am. One false move and they're straight into the sea. <laughs> That's what makes this so dramatic, the sense of jeopardy. Yes, I run around this orm pretty much every time I come down here. You can see the path I go down there. And uh, it's beautiful. Every time you come here, it's different. doesn't matter what the weather and you've never been here for a motor race before, have you? No, no. Well, apart from when you drove me around once. <laughs> <laughs> I think I mentioned that on the programme. It was in that Peugeot GT. We did go rather quickly, didn't we? My knuckles were white. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, Steve. And that was only 40 miles an hour. These are going 100. Yeah. You're supposed to go 10. Yeah, officially. Yeah. Officially, yes. 10? I thought it was 15. Although being a private road, there's no legal speed limit here. There's an advisory one, I believe. Yeah. Let me show you something. You're going to show me what? Well, See those I spotted loads of mushrooms, please. See those gardens down there? Yeah. Suddenly look a bit different to, to the right and left. Yeah. Because they are the ancient remains of the medieval monastery down there. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, can you see squares that used to be like quadrangles? Yeah. And see that garden there? It's got some ruins in it. This is called Millionaire's Row because everybody who lives along here is a millionaire. 
and they've all got lifts that go from downstairs to upstairs, indoor swimming pools. Beautiful. So it's like my place in London. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that guy down there? Is he not in danger? Uh, they're marshals, yeah. They'll move out of the way, but they're making sure that there are no punters on the stage at the moment. What is that, 120 feet below, would you say? What's the height of the Gogarth? Uh 600 feet at the top, I think. So we're probably about 350 here. Yeah. So at this stage here, if they go over the wall, they don't tumble into the sea. They just tumble into those people's gardens. How are they going to feel about having Sebastian Auger or... Uh, they would be very happy. They would make him a cup of tea. <laughs> very well. <laughs> a piece of barabrief. <laughs> I don't know why they're going the wrong way round, because the usual direction is anti-clockwise. Yeah. They're doing this clockwise. Yeah. But this is also the route for the cycling part of the annual Llandidno Sea Triathlon, and they altered the route of the bicycles, because that initial stretch where they're going up is a long uphill and if they're going the other way it'd be a long downhill and there's always gravel no matter how often they clear the road there's little rocks rapidly tumble back onto the road and there were loads of accidents coming down there on the triathlon so they made it safer by going the other way around when you say rocks you mean fist size and larger not just gravel easily up to fist size yeah right well, that's not such a big deal for rally cars who are used they to... They miss the rocks, they're going so fast. They skip over them. Good. Well, we are walking along the upper reaches of this promontory, sort of a closely cropped, very dry. Steve observed that I didn't need any big boots for this because a gogarth, being limestone, is always dry and it's so steep all the water drains off. So if you are coming to Wales Rally GB and you fancy a bit of rally light, either go to Tier Prince, which is sort of in the middle of Rill, so you don't need your big boots for that, or come up to Agogarth and you'll always be dry. And there's no wind! No, it's lovely, which is really unusual for here because this is one of the windiest places in North Wales. Yeah, yeah. Along with the tip of the Slane Peninsula, Abadaron. yeah. 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 We are exposed. We're poking right out yeah. into the sea. All right. You hear this place mentioned on the shipping forecast as Orm's Head. Yes. When we get to Orm's Head, which we're only a few hundred yards from, I think we'll be able to see the Isle of Man. And do you know why it's called Orm's Head? Do you I know? Do. Orm was a Viking. Also, I'm he came here. He tried to conquer Clan, didn't he? Well, the story I heard is that Orm is the same word as worm in old. <gasps> Viking. Similar, yeah. similar. And the Vikings all named their land from the sea. And from the sea, the Great Orm looks like a worm. Same word as serpent. Reaching out into the sea. What we see? It reaches out so far that when you get to Orm's Head, your phone signal comes from Isle of Man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Manx Telecom. It's Manx Telecom. That's right, yeah. yes. I'm trying to turn this walk into something like Claire Balding's programme at the moment. But you see the wall, the fantastic dry stone. It's all being rebuilt here. So there's a temporary wire fence up there, and all the sheep are behind, or there should be, but some of them escape by the looks of it. That farm over there is the farm which many people will have been aware that was put out to a kind of competition so that the guy there only has to pay a rent of £1 a year. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. To manage all of the sheep. Uh, 3,000 people from all around the world. National Trust owned the whole thing now. They did just own the coast, but the farm was private. But when the guy sold it, the National Trust bought it, and they've actually put a guy out of 3,000 people, a local Welsh farmer, got 
the job. Why am I not surprised? But one of the things he had to be able to do, apart from manage sheep, was build, build stone walls. A dry stone wall. So this is going up slowly gorgeous, by that one guy. Wow, and that's a huge wall. It, is. Yeah. it extends, what's that, a couple of miles? Yeah. That's a lot of wall. They had interest from as far away as Japan. Japanese people wanted to come and live here and manage and build a wall. Why am I not surprised? It's so lovely. I um, yeah, so, don't want to go so, anywhere else. It's gorgeous here, isn't it? Yeah. Why does it have to rebuild the wall when the car's smashed through it? <laughs> You're just here for the crashing, Steve, aren't you? Oh, I am a bit worried. Is he is, he's genuinely worried. That's what makes it exciting if it's raining, because there's an element of danger then, isn't there? There more danger. There has to be a sense of jeopardy in motorsports at some level to make it exciting. And jeopardy in Formula One at the speeds that they're doing can be lethal. Jeopardy in rallying at the speeds they do can be lethal because they're running around hard objects like trees and stuff. There are no runoff areas here. In fact, the runoff area on the Gogarth is the Irish Sea. Yeah, it's either a sheer drop on the other side of the wall, and for most of it, they are turning constantly right. So to misjudge that and go straight forward would go through the wall and whether it's a 45 degree slope or a sheer slope I doubt it matters at the speeds they're going and it's about 300 feet up that's a long drop maybe 200 I'm not sure of the heights it's pretty large right I'm going to put this recorder away and we'll leg it to our position otherwise we're going to miss the first cars coming through we found our position we are literally right on the edge, sitting on a limestone crag, overhanging the track. The track is about 60 feet immediately... Ver- Here we go. How about that for timing? Is this uh, Thierry Nouvelle? It's one of the uh, Hyundais. Listen. Yeah, yeah, well, Steve's face, yeah, and using anything to get a bit of traction, cutting the corners, they weren't actually just on the marine drive, they were on the pavement. If you want to know the truth, that's the corner I'm most worried about. Yeah, yeah, rising, right-hander, medium, 60 degrees. What does the cross in the side of yellow circle mean? Uh, I think that's a warning for that there's a corner coming. And what is the... 100 metres ahead, there's a sign with... Looks like an electrical cable sign of some kind as well. So, so is that the first competitor? Yes. And there'll be another round in about one minute and 15 seconds. I can't believe they're having to do the reverse turning thing. What do you call it? Opposite lock. Yeah. Yeah. God. Yeah. This is a tarmac stage. They're often on gravel, which is a much looser surface. And so the car's sliding all the time. Here they've set up the car for a bit more grip. This is amazing, I wish you could see. It's great. Yeah, it is, isn't it? We're staring straight down a cliff. We're on a cliff about 50 feet above the road, and past the road we're staring straight down to the sea, about another two or 300 feet below, and there's a couple of guillemots bobbing around. And a uh, fishing, boat. fishing boat, very close, skirting the harbour. And although we can't the- see it, there's a medieval cell from the 600s where St Tudno lived, which has still got... Uh, St Tidno, Steve, Tidno. Tidno. Yeah. Um, it's an E, which is E, Tidno. Tidno. That's it. Yeah. 
It's still got all the ancient like crosses and crosses and paintings on it, but you have to be a mountaineer to get to it, so God knows how he got to it. Is now a good time for you to practice your Geordie Welsh? No. Dwi'n mwynhau gwylio y ceir yn ralio o gwmpas y gogarth. You understood that, didn't you? I enjoy watching the rally. Yeah, going around a gogarth. Yeah. And gyflym iawn. And very fast. Steve, as you know, you've probably worked out, is a Geordie and has been married to a Welsh woman. My car and Mindy Gurry a cumpas a gogarth. The car is going to drive around the gogarth. Perfect. Geordie Welsh. Yeah, she's been married to a Welsh girl for 36 years? Three. Three years, sorry. Age me, Gareth. Sorry. I'm aging me as well. And consequently, has learnt Welsh. They live in Newcastle, but they've got the house here in Conway. Here we go. Listen. Second of the Hyundai's. Listen. I love the butterfly throttle, that v- 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 sound that you hear. Hold the mic for me, I need to take my gloves off, because I need to do my impression of a rally car for you, and I can't do it with my gloves on. My impression of a rally car, trouble is, this is a carburetted car, right? This is what Lancia Stratos and Ford Escort Mexico sounded like in the 70s. They sound like this. Not bad, eh? Bit of wildlife, more like. <laughs> Another, another Hyundai coming through. Fantastic. Below me, motor racing. Behind me, Wales. Ahead of me, the Irish Sea, the horizon. It's Anglesey, isn't it? We're seeing. Anglesey, yeah, yeah. And it's more. Puffin Island there, yeah, see? Yeah. And round the Cornell, the corner, you can see, if you're lucky, the Isle of Man and the Lake District and Blackpool. You can see Blackpool Tower on a clear day. And it's well, clear. It's a clear day because yeah. there's rain coming later. That's why there's such clarity. Sunshine on the horizon, look at it. The rally people, they're not completely crazy. I've just seen something they've done for safety. The curve that I've been really worried about. Yes. They've slowed them down in a chicane. Ah, they've put an artificial chicane in. Yeah. Ah. And you'll soon see why it's so dangerous. Because if they'd messed up, flip. Just here. So your fears, Steve, weren't irrational. (laughs) (laughs) I see, yeah, they've put cones in. Come and look at the corner. Yeah. See where the man is? Yeah. Look at it, straight over. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. It's right angles. Yeah, they come to a piece of road which turns right, and there's a low limestone wall directly in front of them. To watch this, Darren. Yeah, this would be great. They'll go really fast yeah. here. We're at the Rest and Be Thankful, which is a little sort of cafe. Halfway around the... Uh, you the OK. One coming. Oh, 
can't see the car yet, tell you who this is. It'll be one of the Citroens, I think. Yeah. Hard on the brakes. Quick dance right and left. And round the corner. Wow. Look at it, look, Gareth. You got a picture? Yeah. Look at that, hey. look, right in the middle of the chicane. <laughs> we'll publish that on Gareth Jones of Speed. We'll see. Let's watch them go down the hill now. Okay. The helicopter keeps doing that. Yeah, he's uh, tracking the cars for the TV signal and safety. We've left Carol standing on the edge behind us. Don't fall off the edge. This is great. We're spoilt for choice. Seriously, if you want to come and see rallying, there's no more accessible place in Britain, I wouldn't imagine, than this for world-class rallying. Unbelievable. Below us, just on an interesting car point, see that big orange Unimog there? That's Mercedes Unimog. I built one of those out of Lego a few Christmases ago with my boys. Amazing piece of kit. It's basically a tractor that can function as a truck as well. Amazing. What else is down there? There's a, a Cayenne, an Audi RS6, a nicely converted Land Rover ambulance, another lovely long wheelbase Land Rover. Uh, I think Porter would like that. There are people right down on the line below us who are within 15 feet of the cars as they go through the chicane. So if you want to see the drivers, you want to see the whites of their eyes, you can. You can get that close. I think, I'm not sure, but I think the distance around the outside of the Gogath, the Great Orm, if you're listening in English, is, is it 11 kilometres? Yeah, I think it's about 11 kilometres, possibly. And there's a swimming event that goes on where people swim around the head. I don't know if they do the entire thing or just from one section to another section, but I like a bit of swimming, but I don't think I could do that. Steve, being a Geordie, likes athletics, you know, up in the northeast, they like their running, so it is why Steve knows a gog out better than me. He runs around it quite a lot, but I doubt if he could come round here at the pace the cars come, and I can hear another car in the distance. There's such a lightweight scattering of people here. I'm surprised. Here he comes, I'll be quiet so you can hear. Listen to the skeetering as it goes through the chicane. One of the Citroens looks like he's touched the wall there, or a wall, because the whole front bumper is loose and wagging around a little bit. turned round, I've got my back to the cars because Carol's taking a picture at the moment. I'm hearing echoes, it sounds like there's two cars. That was Lappy going through in his Yaris. You get it? You get the picture? Do you want to see? You so got the you. picture. You got yeah. the picture. There. <laughs> so that's him coming. Yeah. That's it right in the middle. That's it. And that's you going, yay, and there he is going off. We'll post those. <laughs> Lovely. Where's Steve gone? Round the corner again. He's found, he's found something else for us to see. Let's go and find him. Let's go find him.
Steve's marvelling at the fact that they're using the pavement as well. They don't seem to stick on the road very effectively, though. They've got very, yeah, they do slide. They've got compliant suspension, which allows them to ride the curbs. Here we go. I've come to another position through uh, right, left, right. Here we go. Toyota. That's my boy Yari Mari Latvala. Great, isn't it? going to be covered in tiny little rubber balls isn't it yes 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 the bits yeah. of marbles of the tyres will peel off yeah how often will they change the tyres the WRC2 cars some of them carry a spare tyre or two in some cases in case they have a blowout on a stage and want to stay in the race but I don't know about the WRC cars they often finish on three wheels if they can What's the difference between those two? Different classes. The WRC cars are the upper echelon of the sport. International professional drivers. WRC2 are the young guys coming up and coming through, so proving themselves. This is WRC1. Top guys go first. Right. Yeah. So they're going to get slower later? Yes, correct, yes. It won't be as dramatic as this. When the car comes along, and I'll take it from here with you... Excellent. So which one finishes on three wheels? Well, if you lose a wheel or a tyre on the stage and you can keep going to the end, you'll keep going. Flip. <laughs> Have they got a spare car? No, no spare cars. If you're out, you're out. Because yeah. so I saw some of them with real bashed up fenders. Yeah, the bumper was torn off that one that went through a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep going. They just pump, sort of stick it back on again. Yeah. yeah. Well, hang on for grim death. I'll rip it off. They <laughs> like mine. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes another one. I do hope you can hear it in the distance like I can. Oh, it's gone quiet. Here he comes. It's a Ford. Sebastian Ogier. It is so close to that dry stone wall. So close. I swear he peeled off one of his stickers off the side as he went round there, Ogier. Wow, Ogier, I should say, not Ogier, isn't it? Ogier. Is that who he was? Yeah, Sebastian Ogier. How did you know that? Name's on the side of the car, but if you know who's in which cars, it's a process of elimination. It's one or the other. If you see another Ford going through, that's going to be Elvin Evans. He's the boy from Dolgetlai. He's our boy, Steve. So, you, you recognise Elvin? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'll get a special way for Elvin, that's right, yes. Hang on, let's get the flag out. Yes. Oh no! You forgot the flag! It's in me other bag! Oh Shame on me! I flew it yesterday. Oh damn it, that's No! I've got it! <laughs> Carol, fly the flag. You have to let these people know you're supporting them. Very important. So the question is, am I actually a journalist or just a passionate Welshman motorsport fan? I'm just a punter with a microphone. Well, do you want to go over there where he'll see you? No, no, he'll see this. Really? We need a picture of this. Look at this. I'm going to keep recording in case Elvin comes round. He'll stop when he sees a beautiful young woman with a Welsh flag. He'll stop. Give us a smile. This way. <laughs> hey, don't use your phone. 
Don't use my phone. No, it's Manx Telecom. Oh, yes. Let me see. Am I connected to Manx Telecom? Already. I haven't got my glasses on. I can't read it. Can I do do it with a car in the background? Yeah. Good luck. Trying to time... Don't fall off. You look very poised there. You are waving them through. Balanced. unlike these bloody but rally the drivers. But the kind of does make you go a bit ski with sometimes. If the bobble goes that way, I'm down the hill. There's a lot of weight in Carol's bobble hat. That's a lot of, a lot of wool. There's a lot of bobble. <laughs> it's the most bobble hat. Now, below us, I have to point out that there is a delicious original VW camper in more or less the same colours as mine. Here we go. Is this Elvin? I've lost count of the cars going through. And who's which? Helicopter to the right. No, it's not Elvin! Toyota. Oit Tanak. What a weird noise. That sounded dirty, didn't it? That's Oit Tanak, who's Estonian. And uh, I do like Oit Tanak. I think he's very, very good. I tend to support the Finns, but I like him too. The trouble is, when you're podcasting, you haven't got enough hands to be able to look at the WRC app and update the timings and see who's still running. We haven't seen Timu Sunninen come through in his Fiesta yet. There are two Fiestas to come, the last two. I'm guessing it'll be Sunninen first and then Elvin. It's so quiet. There's no wind. That's so weird. In front of me, by the way, I can see a field... Do you know the name of the wind turbine field in Liverpool Bay, which is what they call this, isn't it? It might just be called Liverpool Bay wind turbine field. Way in the distance. We've got 60% of the wind energy available in Britain is in Wales. Did you know that? That's why we've got them all over the hills in the Cambrian Mountains and off the coast. Who's this now, Sunninen or Elvin? Elvin. No, Carol said so close to the wall. Yeah. So one more car to come through. Pick up some hell of a lot of speed going down there. Go on, let's watch it. You want to go and see? Do you think we can get around the corner for the next car? We've got two minutes. No, no, no. let's wait for Elvin. Don't want to miss him. I think that was Elvin. I. I I know. Shame on me. We'd have to. We've got two minutes. Is it two minutes to get to get over the top where those people are? I don't think we'll make it. I don't think we'll make it either. Let's just stay here. Right. We'll know if the next car comes through is a WRC2 car. We'll know. What about your Estonian man? He's gone. He went. Oit Tanak went through a few minutes ago. Yeah. We've got the other Finn, Sunninen. If that wasn't Sunninen, this next one will be. And if that was Sunninen, the next one will be Elvin. I'm hopeless. I should know. Yeah, we're looking at a bit of coastal erosion. Yeah. Say that again, Carol. I can't quite hear you over here. It's where people sometimes get stuck there. That crevice? The gap. It's yeah. a gap in the orm, in the limestone. 
that actually, I'm sure that crevice is bigger than it was ten years ago, oh. and that could fall into the sea. It could. It could fall on those punters if it happens right now. <laughs> don't jump up and down. Don't jump up and down. I don't think we need to stand on top of the crevice, Steve. Have you seen that camper down there in the same colour as mine? isn't it? And the little baby one next yeah. to it, the tent. Oh, baby. How cute is that? That would be for the dog. I think that's a kennel. A kennel? <laughs> I think it's a baby tent for a little... They wouldn't put the baby out there. Well, no, I mean a, 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 a child. It's for a dog. It's for a smelly dog. dog. I like dogs, but sometimes they're smelly. If <laughs> <laughs> they don't trust the brakes. What do you say, Steve? They don't trust what? They don't trust the brakes on it. Look, back wheel. They've got a chock. No, that's just to make it level, so that when you're frying your eggs, they don't all roll to one side of the pan. It's got to be level, you see. We had breakfast in our California, which, by the way, is a tremendous piece of cake, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, yeah, fantastic. We cooked breakfast when we pitched them and had lettuce, vegan sausages. Here we go. Yeah, here he comes. Right, this will be a fiesta again. Will this be Elvin? Will this be Sunnin? Oh no, it's a WRC2 car. That's Calarovampera. Another Finn who is storming WRC2 in his Skoda. We've seen the big boys go through. So there they, it is. They're even less good drivers, so they're more likely to go over. Gareth, yes, true. There's more jeopardy, Steve. Gareth, I sensed he was slower. Yes. He was uh, a lot slower, yes. more cautious. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he's in a less powerful car, a less experienced driver, with less well, support. To the top of that hill now. OK, we're going to go to the top of the hill. Listen, I'm going to sign off for now, because we've covered the WRC yeah. top level, round a gogar, round the Great Orm. What a remarkable thing. I know you're not here, and you really need to be here to really experience it, but I hope this podcast can convey some of the drama and the excitement of having rally cars at pace around their own unique brilliant we've come down off a gogarth into Sanditno at the junction of Glovreth Street and Mostyn Street where there's a donut being set up around the roundabout to witness history really the first bit of racing on public road in the uk since i don't know when probably ever since motor racing started and if i could record the sound hopefully of a car on a roundabout doing a donut that would be a historic moment in podcasting (laughs) let's see they've got public announcements going on and on the screens we can see highlights from Gwydir earlier on I think as some of the cars are still going I don't know if this is live or this is from earlier on I think this is from earlier on we did see that the helicopter was flying around the Gogath it's now 20 to 1 which means in theory they should be going on the second pass around Agogath and coming into town I hope we're here for that Landidno's absolutely packed it's rocking here there's people five or eight deep standing on the raised terraces to see what's going on they're up against the barriers all the 
cafes are full and busy. This is what happens not only when you bring international motorsport to a place like North Wales, which is very much geared up for tourism these days. Call it the tourist capital of Britain these days, seriously. But also when you open public roads to motorsport. That means that people can just come a few yards into the middle of town and witness stuff happening right here. This is quite something really. I was here last year, as you know, reporting on the show when Elvin won and they have the ceremonial finish at the end and that draws good crowds. But I'd say that there's four times as many people here today for this. I've just seen the biggest Welsh flag. Is that the biggest Welsh flag we've ever seen? <laughs> what we're trying to do is get round to the Rally Control, which is a uh, two-tier platform. Then we can get advance warning of the cars coming, and I can record the cars making history, if we can fight our way through the crowds. This is our rally now. Listen to the buzz in town. They're relaying over the PA footage from a screen. I think that's a Gwydir Forest. I can't read it from here. I'm not quite close enough. But listen to the buzz in Sandino. Tens of thousands of people. You ever seen Sandino quite like this before, Carol? No, it's very, very, very busy. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, when the Queen came the Queen? in the 70s. <laughs> that was the last time. I didn't see her, there was too many people. <laughs> She's only little anyway. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to see her anyway? I'd rather see a motor racing driver any day. Yeah, yeah there's been a slight delay. As I understand it, there was an incident we heard that there was, uh, I think, a pedestrian knocked over, not by a rally car, we believe, we hope. So that caused a bit of a delay. So there was a delay to the start of the final stage, which was perfect. It gave us 45 minutes to go and order pizza and eat pizza. It's lovely. Vegan cheese. Vegan cheese. Not that I am a vegan, but you know. A bit runny, but still tasty. Yes, they're very good. So we're now fueled and happy to stand around for the finale to this extraordinary event. Standing at the moment, right on, uh, what's the name of this road, Carol? Do we know what this road's called? I don't know. It's the road that leads out to the Grand Hotel on the prom. South Parade. Thank you, South Parade, said Steve, reading it over my shoulder. Well done. Yeah. He knows. He knows everything. And Steve is the least local of the three <laughs> people here. So afraid, darling. Yeah, I know. I saw him read it. I saw his eyes. Steve's the least local of the three of us, but knows more about the geography and the names of places around here than me or Carol knows. True. It's extraordinary brain this man's got. Beluga brain. Beluga brain. Yeah, beluga. So we're standing on South Parade, which is the road that leads out to the prom with the Grand Hotel, the old Grand Hotel which is going to be replaced by a new Grand Hotel, which is nowhere near as gorgeous before too long. Have you seen the plans? I have. It's going to be very full of glass, I think. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't so look good, the I pictures I've seen. I it's going to be appropriate. Because if you go from the Carnedai, where we live, and you can see it because it sticks out, and I don't think it's going to look very good. It's That one looks fantastic. Why do they have to knock Imagine that one down? glass there? covered in seagull muck. Seagull muck. Yeah. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah where we stand we think we'll see the cars over the heads of the people in front of us about five six feet as they turn right off the hill that leads off the Golgarth the Great Orm into South Parade do the donut and then come back up and cross the line spectacular we wait I can see on the big screen and uh, the fact that the helicopter that was hovering over town has now vanished that the first of the runners in this final stage has set off from the Gamwe which is on the other side of the Golgath, the Great Orme at the moment I think this is Kalarovan Pera who's running ninth at the moment so from my point of view he's going to be the first car to appear from the Golgath onto the public roads and come blasting down here now I know they ran this stage earlier this morning and they did it but as far as I'm concerned I'm catching history on the first day if not the very first runner to do it the very first day that cars are allowed to run on public roads this is great being able to see the helicopter shot of the cars as they go round where we were stood a little bit earlier on past the uh, what's it called rest and be thankful Steve isn't it the name of the area Oh, we've lost the shot. Well, what have they done? They've cut to an on board of the next car, sitting going nowhere. Is that Rovan Pera? Can't quite hear because I've got headphones on and uh, it's hard to hear everything going on with it. Yeah, Rovan Perra will be the first runner. I heard that. He's going to appear about, I don't know, an eighth of a mile in front of me, off of Golgarth, at racing speed, right in the thick of town, where there are tens of thousands of people. How safe is this? How smart is this? But it's certainly going to be spectacular. I'm listening. You tell I'm filling. It doesn't take them long to go around a Golgarth. They're travelling at some speed well as you know about 100 miles per hour I'll probably hear the car before we see it they've cut back to an onboard now I don't know if this is the first or the second car going around a Gogad it is so dramatic it's like Monaco or something when you see cars running right on the edge of the world over the Mediterranean here they're running on the edge of Wales the sea, bright green the car just a dot on a sliver of a road creeping round the edge of a huge limestone rock here we go, it's off marine drive we can see it now listen, you'll hear this goes round the final corner of the parade next to the Grand Hotel and he will appear in shot now flies past from right to left down does a donut around the roundabout at the bottom and vanishes off 
Unbelievable. How about that? Never thought I'd see it. Motorsport at high speed on British public roads. How absolutely extraordinary. Now we see Kalarov and Pera. You'll recognise the name, of course. You've heard of Harry Rovenpera. Now meet Kala. Harry Rovenpera, by the way, gets a mention in uh, We Want the Rally Back. If you've got the song going through your head like I've had all weekend. We mentioned Rovenpera Senior. Once again, you see the car, bright green Skoda, clipping its way at pace around a Gogarth, which is largely empty now. I think pretty much everyone has come into town. Although when we walked back up, having watched, uh, we found the car park with, that's Tiedman's car, we found the uh, car park was absolutely jam-packed with cars. But there was, the punters were spread out all over the place. It was, uh, it's a big space up there. And uh, I remember saying, oh, there seems to be any people here, but believe me, there were plenty packed. Here we go, here comes Calero from Pera now. Angry, blustery cars. Do you know what? I'm going to stop recording for a moment and I'm just going to catch one more thing. When Elvin comes into town, I was there, as they say, when Elvin came into town. And right on cue, Elvin Evans arrives. Listen to this. Dolgetai, not that far away from here, the same county. How wonderful to see the man who won this race last year coming at pace into town doing that double donut round the roundabout and stopping right in front of me. I can see the car about 20 yards away from me. As is that Becky who sticks the microphone under his nose and interviews him? I can see it on the screen on my right, and that's it for me now. I've seen Elvin finish the race. Oik Tanak is about to start his run, but for the moment, it's goodbye from Steve. Goodbye. Goodbye from Carol. Goodbye. And for the moment, goodbye from me. Isn't that a good sound? It's the electric motors closing and locking the door back in the VW 
California. I'm back in base now. Carol and Steve there driving off back to Newcastle where they live in the week where Steve's a doctor. And I'm back in my VW home. I love this thing. It's been an amazing device for watching rallying, watching motorsport this week. You know, if you are like me and like to go to motorsport events and have to camp, having something which is so easy to camp in like this is remarkable. I love the refrigerator on board. I love the cooking system. I'm glad I sorted all that out. I love the two beds. I've slept upstairs, so I've never slept downstairs. I've just folded the bed down because I'm going to sleep in it tonight. I've come to Bangor, northwest Wales, because I'm on BBC Radio Cymru tomorrow morning at 7.30 on the breakfast show, so I thought I'd come and park up in the BBC car park and sleep in the camper and then get up at 7 and be on the radio at 7.30. Hey, perfect. Never miss a job again. Yeah, I finally worked out how to fold the bed down downstairs, so I'm going to sleep downstairs, I think, tonight. There are many things I admire about this vehicle one very interesting thing is that it comes with an inverter a little doohickey about the size of a phone charger that you plug into one of the 12 volt sockets in the wall here and it converts it up to 240 volts or 230 in fact so i can actually plug my laptop in tonight and start editing this program because i've got an awful lot of material to edit so i'm gonna not only use this as a vehicle as a hotel but also an edit suite how versatile is that a couple of things about it worth mentioning that bug me one is that the gear selector is very very sensitive it's very easy to knock it because it comes out of the dash so if you reach up to the sat nav it's very easy just to tap the gear selector and knock it out of gear into neutral very easy just the lightest touch which is a slight downside i did it three times before i learned to be very careful but you learn about vehicles you know you make your mistakes early on but one thing i do like about it is you can put it in sport mode and it's a lot more revy in fact at the drive back from Meherin to Carol and Steve's the other night. Was that only yesterday? Yes, it was. I put it in sport and it drove like an absolute wizard. It's a front-wheel drive thing, so it's like driving a giant VW Golf GTI. It was really satisfying. And, of course, you can shift up and down the 7 speed dsg box manually using the gear selector so you know that downside of it being slightly sensitive is an upside when it comes to easy changing up and down yeah really cool only other downside on this is that the instrumentation the lights on the dashboard there and the gear selector they're red leds and red bleeds a little bit it's not a very very clear image green would have been better green would have been less bleedy and sharper that's about it everything else about this i absolutely adore i wish i could afford one this particular version with all the options 64 thousand pounds it's not cheap what do you pay for a range over these days 80 90 discovery 50,000 something like that but of course this isn't a vehicle is it it's your daily vehicle if you want it to be nice four-seater it's your holiday wagon and if you make it your office if like i'm going to do as well so perhaps you need to add up not just what you'd spend on a car but what you'd spend on a car and holiday travel and accommodation over a few years because you probably want to keep this five or even ten years and i bet they hold their value don't they because people always want to buy second-hand 
campers. I'm almost tempted to buy one myself, I really am. That always says a lot. If you have a car and on speed and at the end of the programme you think, hmm, I'd like to buy one of these. Considering I've just got rid of my Sora, yes, it's gone time for me to make a decision so that's it i'll leave you you've been listening to gareth jones on speed at the wales rally gb in a vw california i'm gonna do some editing and i'll say goodbye because i'm a happy camper in me camper van see ya to send us an email see pictures get song lyrics join our facebook fan site follow us on twitter or to find out about sponsorship opportunities go to garethjones.tv gareth jones on speed is made in london by whiz bang gareth jones on speed